there's no way I could get a job as a software engineer. I'm a programmer. Why the Apple Store? At yeah. that point, did you think like, I can't do this? I'm a programmer. I didn't have like a clear path. Hi, I'm George, and this is how I became a front-end engineer. Ran out of guests. Sorry, folks. Yeah. So George is part of the show, but we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of dive a little bit deeper into his history, his past of how he became a front-end engineer, because he doesn't have the traditional path to engineering like most of us do. Um, he didn't go to a boot camp. He didn't go to school. Well, you went to school, but you didn't, didn't finish. You didn't finish school. Um, you are self-taught, but you didn't necessarily like teach yourself and then say, I'm going to be a developer. Yeah. Is that safe, to, safe to say? It was kind of like wing it, wing it as I went. Yeah. Like a, a real testament to fake it till you make it, I would say. Yes. Which you made it, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, why don't um, you walk us through kind of how you got here. Or actually first, if I like to start every episode with if you're in an Uber. Oh boy. And they asked you, what do you do for a living? How would you describe it? Other than saying I'm an engineer. I'm a coder. That's what I say. Get out. That's what I tell my, my uh, technology illiterate father. I'm a programmer. That's it. What was the first, I would say, I don't want to say like memory where you're just like, yeah, I want to keep working with technology or like, why did you decide? We met at the Apple store. Yes. Right. So we've known each other for a while now, maybe like 10, 12 years or so. I think like 12 years. Um, what kind of made you take that jump from, I think you were working at the rec. You're working somewhere doing IT, I think. Yes. Then you got to the Apple Store. Like, why the Apple Store? Um, well, I guess back then, like Apple, you either knew someone or you were a seasonal hire. And um, I think I applied like kind of into the year. So I didn't really get a call back until September and I guess that was for like the holiday like hiring. You applied in like January? Maybe like March. Yeah. It took that long? Yeah. Wow. That's why. Like why I applied, completely forgot, and then just got a call. And I was like, whoa. So um yeah, at the time I was actually working I'm trying to think, was I doing the recording stuff? I can't even remember. So we could skip that. You but... you can tell I'm pretty old. Um, but, oh, so don't even talk about it. That's fine. We could just talk about your Apple too. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, when, when I got the, the offer to go to the, the hiring, no, we didn't do a hiring event. It was like a group interview kind of thing. I applied through school cause they would go to our campus. Yeah. So I was in a hiring event. The hiring event is at the hotel. And that's like and they show 30 slideshow. Yes. And then they're like, they're a lot of slideshow. how did you guys feel about this? And then whether you participated or not, is, you got yes. the next round. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I ended up doing the hiring event and then like uh, interviews in the store. And um, that's how I got it. So why go from, because you got hired as... Front Special. of house, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say sales. Um, 
Well, you just you just didn't want to do like retail sales, so you decided to jump back to the family room. Um, That's what they called it back then. Family room. I I Genius think I, I was doing sales for a while, and I, to be honest, I I don't think I had like a clear direction. So I I started to get envious of the people that were able to spend a lot of time with customers, helping them out, and like solving issues. So I kind of wanted to do that as much as possible, but then some of the managers said, like, if you want to spend time with people, go to the family room, like get out of sales and go to support. Uh, and that's kind of what, and then I was trying to get into the family room for so long. And <laughs> once it happened, it happened, but, um, well, what kind of got you to trying computer science other than you, you know, you're always into technology. Um, Honestly, in the beginning, I don't think there was like a clear, I didn't have like a clear path. Um, for me, when I went to college, I went in thinking I have no idea what to do. I, I did one semester at one college where I took whatever, I don't, I don't think I took any computer class. Uh, my favorite class was philosophy. Computer class? <laughs> yeah. It's just funny you say that. Um, also, they didn't have any, that's why. Um, but my favorite class was philosophy. I loved it. And then I switched colleges. I went to WCC and there they had, you know, computer science classes. So I took like three semesters of computer science classes and I loved it. But I think second semester was when I started working at Apple and you're hired part-time. Um, once I got the offer for, for full-time, I kind of thought, continue with school, work full-time, continue with school, work full-time. So I decided to work full-time and also because I hated school. I am one of those people that I can't, I do not do well, like sitting there listening, um, I'm actually very curious now and looking back, I do wish that I just like fought through that and finished and got a degree. And if given the opportunity, I would totally take some classes on the side. Yeah. So that's how I felt about school. Like I was not, I was never like amazing at school like my brothers because mm -hmm. I was very hands-on. Yeah. I needed yeah. to see yeah. like what, I always ask a lot of questions too. Mm -hmm. And like as a kid growing up, it was like they didn't give me the answers. They're just yeah. like, just do it. Just do it in and school, memorize it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it. that's what it's like to be in school around us, at least. And um, I kind of just grinded through school, mm -hmm. which. But you made maybe it four to years. my fault. Yeah. To my fault, I didn't do well enough to like retain what they were teaching me for like foundationals of computer science. But I made it through. Yeah. Um, but I felt like that's why, like, when we worked at Apple together, we kind of got closer. It's because we very similar that way. Yeah. Where it's like we need to see what we're doing and, like, what we're being taught, not just, like, tell us and then do yeah, it. Yeah, true. Thing. Um, yeah, definitely. We needed, like, hands-on. Yeah, which is what you get out of, like, computer science. You get that, like, or software development in general. You solve problems and then yeah. you see the output 
of what you're doing, right? You're seeing the result of it, whether mm -hmm. it's fixing the bug or making a UI or making an API, whatever it can yeah, be. But you get you're, that instant grat gratification yeah, of, of like, I fixed result. it, I broke yeah. it, I can see a change, yeah. It's not just like theory, which yeah, is yeah. a lot of like school, school. Yeah. which is theory, main, history, yeah. memorize this. Um, yeah, but to go back to your question, like um, at Apple, I remember I would see you working on whatever, reading whatever, and I would say like, oh yeah, I remember studying that. It'd be pretty cool to do that instead of this. But okay, I'm going to continue on with my day. <laughs> and uh, um, once you left Apple, because you ended up getting uh, a job as a software engineer, I kind of thought I was definitely like a little butthurt because I was like, he's leaving. No, that's how I felt uh, about a lot of people leaving. Because like, Apple? We, yeah. So like we had like almost a... Like I said, like we were talking about, it's like college, right? So we had like, a crew. Yeah, like a yeah, graduating a class. Yeah. And then just slowly, one by one, everyone was leaving. Yeah. And then I was like, and I, I took a year off after college to just work at the store, figure out what I want to mm -hmm. do. And I was like, man, I can't do this all. Everyone's leaving. Like, what's mm -hmm. the point? So then that was one of the reasons why I decided to take that software, that first yeah. job, even though it paid me the same amount as at the Apple store with worse yeah. benefits, surprisingly. Yeah. So it's like, <sighs> but it was a, it was, it was a risk. better off. Yeah. It was a, it's it was a risk. One step back in a way to in the right industry. Forwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, but after that, I honestly, I did not even think about, I want to be a software engineer at the time. Like, yeah, people had told me, oh yeah, you could do that. But I knew, or I thought, there's no way I could get a job as a software engineer. Like I definitely don't have the skills required. So I remember um, whoever our store leader was at the time. Yeah. He said the same thing. He's like, oh, but if you stay here, you know, you can work your way up to corporate. And I've, I know people who have made their way into development. They, they do mobile development. And I was like, honestly, maybe it was like imposter syndrome, like one of our yeah. previous topics, but it was just like, I don't think I'm smart enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. It, it was also just like, you have to think of the numbers. Yeah. Like what the are the chances that you are going to be selected out of all Apple retail employees to go to corporate for like a career experience where they might hire but, you full time? That is true. But we do know a few people who did do that. Surprisingly, yeah. Right? A lot of people from our little our circle went yeah. on to go to corporate. Yeah. It took them a while. Like I would but they say did it. five or six Kudos years to after. Them. Yeah. So it, it is possible. Is what we're trying One to say. of them driving my dream car. Yeah. So it's <laughs> in red. <laughs> you have your dream car. <laughs> she has the newer version. <laughs> but it's possible to do to make your way work your way up. Their product management, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So they're in technology, they're in the space, yeah. right? They're not just doing like, I don't know, project management for retail stores. Like they're in yeah, corporate, yeah. They're, they're doing- Retail related. Yeah, so it's nice to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you decided to leave, you kind of made up your mind like, okay, there's more to than just being a genius at the Apple store. So no, I, I am like a lost dog. I had no direction whatsoever. I was depressed everyone was leaving. And someone we know left. He 
at this in the same uh, city, Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, he got a job doing IT and he referred me to join. So once I started talking to the the owner of the business, um, I said, "Yep, this is this is the next step." Apple, there's it's kind of like a dead end because once you hit technician in the store, there's like nothing else you can do. Um, so I said, "Yeah, screw it, I'll jump ship, go do IT, and um, see where this goes." So I was a lost puppy, switched jobs, uh, ended up working at a few different clients. I remember being very. Um... I remember just like meeting up with both of you. I'm like, man. And I remember our friend, our mutual friend. He was like, you can come here. You can, you know, That's learn the, the software development stuff. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing now. Like, I need someone to guide me. I yeah. needed a mentor. <laughs> um, I, I forgot how long I was there. Maybe like two years, maybe three years. Um, various clients. Uh, ended up working in the city, in Greenwich, kind of all over. Um, but it was kind of like Apple all over again, where I, I felt like there's nothing more to learn. I can only fix so yeah. many printers. I can only connect so many network drives. Uh, what's next? And that was when I was contacted by a recruiter who got me my next job. Lawrence. Lawrence. Good old Lawrence. Shout out Lawrence. Shout out Lawrence. Um, but yeah, he, that was, it's kind of funny because that was like my first interaction, interaction with a recruiter. And it was really weird at first. It was, it was. You, but you thought he like, wow, he's so friendly, like, he's right? He's reaching out yeah, to me. Like, he's he in keeps my interest. Me. Like, am I, <laughs> is he going to get a, a chunk of my salary? Like, what's the catch? Um, but you found out the company just pays them. <laughs> which, shit. That's yeah. great. It works out for us. Um, I think depending on the recruiting firm you work for, yeah, they will. Uh, they try to negotiate for you to get the highest salary because they get percentage, percentage of that salary, like a flat payment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like ten percent of your it's, salary, which is so. a win-win. Yeah, for for everyone. Um, so yeah, I I remember thinking. I want the type of job where I am not going to like the important people because they need me. I want to be the important person. So at this point, though, you are still not considering software development no. at all. No. Um, I did bring up to the owner of the IT company like, hey, I do want to get into this. What can I do here? And he was like, I don't know. I'll see what we have. but." Honestly, like, I don't, I don't think there's anything. So um, that's when I, I think I said that after I was contacted by the recruiter, the recruiter started looking around. He found me um, some company, some startup. And I was like, ooh, startup. That sounds so cool. Um, yeah. But to keep in mind, like back then, the only clear path to getting into software development was going to school. Or yeah. like you were really self-taught. Yeah, they weren't really a thing. Um, uh, you were really self-taught and you built something. You've built yeah, up your own yeah. portfolio. Um, and back then, I say back then, it was like 10, 10 years ago, pretty back much. Uh, the internet was not, the, the tooling that we have now is not what it was. Yeah. It was pretty painful to work with. 
There was no React. Maybe there was, That's but <laughs> there was like a beta version of Angular or something, and it just wasn't great to work with. 1.6. Yeah. Angular 1.6. Um, so yeah, startup. But yeah, I thought startup, I thought startup this, is, this is my chance to be that important person. And um, as I'm like in the process of interviewing, of course, this one calls me and is like, are you applying to Zillion? Yeah, why? <laughs> I work there. It's like, what? <laughs> so um, Yeah, because we stopped talking for a little bit. Um, yeah. Probably for almost a year because I was only yeah. at that other company for 10 months or so. Mm -hmm. And then our man, soon to be your manager at some point, he left that company and then he told me like, hey, come over here. Yeah. And then that's how I got there. So, um, But I actually joined as part of the application support team. And honestly, that was the first time like working at Zillion first time i ever heard of that position oh yeah like application did you, support did you, oh but i mean you told me you know nothing about that yeah. team you were like i don't know what they do i just see them sitting there all day i just started like a month before you got there <laughs> you made it sound really bad though like <laughs> yeah they don't do anything um but i guess um my manager had the intention of me kind of leading the team so that he can go do other things. Um, so when I started working, I was kind of like half, um, did, did they call it PM? What was Rich? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, no, he was a product manager. Yeah. So I was project manager. Yeah. I was like half project manager with someone half support because the client didn't like launch yet so there was yeah. nothing to support so it was a lot of like testing and like just answering questions uh getting familiar with the platform that we offered um but that's when i think because i knew you and then joe i was like hanging around a lot and then i became very friendly with like the other engineers and at some point, I was helping like the sales team create some demos and I saw like, oh, there's a section where you can add HTML. Oh man, I don't know what to add here. Like, let me go ask one of them. And from that, it turned into like, oh, there's a section where I can add JavaScript. Let me go ask one of them. Um, at a certain point, you were just sitting at the Yeah, I, I was sitting there and working there. Little stool thing yeah <laughs> that pulled out just of the desk. grab a chair yeah. and sit wherever uh until my manager yelled at me <laughs> george <laughs> all the way from across the office and i was like oh crap <laughs> i gotta go by um but yeah i forgot how i switched but i remember having talks with my manager of like i had i he asked me like what do you want to do do you want to be on this team do you want to lead this team or should I get someone else and because you want to switch to engineering because like we can whatever you want to do, like we'll help you. And that was one that was like a pivotal moment where I was like, wow, startups are so nice. Like they, they're so yeah. willing to accommodate you. And like he's like, you're a good employee. We want to keep you. So what do you want to do? And we'll work around it's that. It's almost different. Uh, it's a different experience than what you had at Apple. 
Because you're yeah. almost labeled as like the lazy the black, black sheep. sheep, the right the term sheep. in yeah. this case. Yeah. So like they didn't really push for you. They didn't yeah. advocate for you as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it wasn't very like based off work. It's it was more like if you're friendly with managers. Ad it was Apple, a political, I mean. yeah, yeah. It was a political thing. Yeah. Um, so like. That, I think that's why that's one of the reasons I left because I was like I can bust my ass or I can do nothing and yeah you know like my the recognition doesn't change my pay doesn't change so what's the point um, but at a startup it was like completely different and eventually yeah I I switched teams um, they hired someone else to take over for the application support team once that person was like trained up I made the switch and. That's when Zillion kind of went downhill. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> that was the start of the curse, I think. Yeah, a um, little. Nah, no, I think the problem that we had at Zillion was they grew really quickly. Okay. Almost similar to what you saw with like Coinbase. And people started. They just abandoning. hired a bunch of people and then the demand for their product just was not what they thought it was going to be. And then they let people go. Oh, yeah. So, um Coinbase's problem is a little different than Zillion's right now. Yeah. But kind of same idea. Um, but Zillion was great. I feel like I was able to learn a lot. But it was very, like, my learning was very scattered. There was no structure whatsoever. Yeah. It was learn it's, what I need to finish my tickets. Very startup-y, though, right? It's very much like figure it out. Yeah. Kind of like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of, go to this point because you always bring it up before it's like if they can train me yeah yeah right you always felt that you can do the job yes which i was Fair like much. i don't know because i really at that point i really didn't know if you could do it mm -hmm. because i wasn't sure like i still didn't know if i could do it i was just figuring yeah. it out at that point and i had still. not done anything yeah so, so. it's just like i don't know how to guide you at yeah. all <laughs> yeah other than just be like hey do this thing and i i remember it. just like, like i don't know i figured it out somehow with with soups i i ended up going to other people and that might have been actually a very good thing because yeah. like i learned to lean on different people for different things like mm -hmm. for styling i went to tim for javascript i went to seed um but yeah i i very much felt like that was one of like the most eye-opening experiences because I also learned this is it. Engineering is like, this is what I want to do. I, I need to get better at but this. But what was it about doing it where you were like, okay, I want to do this and I can do it? I guess the fact that they trusted me enough to let me like switch teams, be on the engineering team, um, even like just seeing getting assigned tickets and like having a stand-up and having to like report your status it was so weird but i kept thinking like i'm kind of doing it so it like you like, said yeah. i was faking it no one was noticing so it was like screw it just keep going see how far i can go um and just looking at the other engineers looking at you looking at like the tech lead but just looking at everyone else i thought like wow they are so smart they know so much more than me there's so much to learn here that's why i thought like there there's room to grow i need to be here like yeah. it's kind of like 
don't be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the smartest person on the team. It's it's so it's kind of interesting because now I'm realizing like before just a few minutes ago you're talking about how you wanted to be that person that everyone went to. Yeah. And then now you've almost seen the engineering side and been like I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person people go to. You know like in a weird way like yeah. kind of flipped. Yeah. Because you realize oh the importance of my job is different. Yes. So then you almost like, I just want to be heads down figuring out this problem, not yeah. someone else's problem. And I think that's, that's another good point. Like, I realized I enjoyed the learning process. Yeah, as painful as it can possibly yeah. fucking be. And, and it was, I was definitely as disorganized as possible yeah. back then. Um, I remember Steve, he, we'll get him on the show one day. <laughs> But we have to. I, we have to. Uh, I remember he sent me, this is when we still worked at Crown together. Mm-hmm. He sent me this, I guess it's a meme. I guess it was a meme back then of learning Angular. Yeah. And it just was like the first step, it's like a roller coaster. Like first step, like, <laughs> wow, this is great. Wow, it's amazing. It's all working. This is great. Look at all you can do. And it's like, fuck, <laughs> what, what is this thing? Oh, crap. I, I don't know. The, fuck this thing. I'm going back to regular JavaScript. And then just like, Oh wait, I fixed it. Okay, and then it just keeps going and <laughs> yeah, going, and yeah. like that is pretty much like how you can define software learning, development, yeah, and learning in general, yeah. yeah. But it's great. What a roller coaster! <laughs> um, it's a real ego check, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, uh, at a certain point, there were layoffs, um, and I guess I was was I the only engineer? Who was laid off? Yeah, because you're the. I there was a wave before that, where they laid off all the other oh, newer people. Oh, yeah. So you were the last engineer of the okay, second okay. wave. So. Not the newest. Yeah. There's some little ones that snuck by that <laughs> stayed, but uh, honestly, I thought it was just look at like the lowest performers. Oh, at that point. Yeah. Oh, I think it was just look at the most uh least senior that's what it was for you oh okay i could see that so uh which sucked because my old manager the application support one when he found out and texted me like oh man i'm sorry he said like i had i received a list of everyone getting laid off that morning yeah and i didn't realize your name was on the list because i would have said can we switch him back to application support yeah i was like but honestly, I don't know how, like, what good that would have done you. Looking yes. back, looking everything back. happens for a reason. Yeah. yeah, because if this was a movie, this is like the end of the second act. I have to relate it to a movie. I have to bring up some yeah. movie reference. This is like Rocky. I know what I want to do. I know yeah. I want to be an engineer. I know I don't know anything about it, according to me. Um, and I know I need to build up my skills. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take a few months and do whatever tutorial I can. I'm going to I'm going to do anything I can to prep for an interview. So, lead code every day. That's why lead code got me through it cuz I was on there every single day and um yeah, months later, I ended up I was applying. I started like mass applying everywhere and there was a good I don't know how many months I was applying 
without hearing anything or getting like a random interview. Yeah, it also depends on the time of year because usually I believe oh, yeah. end of year, start of the year, yeah. a lot of companies don't hire junior engineers mm -hmm. because usually at the end of the year, they're done with their hiring quota, yeah. quota or you know numbers, and then they receive a new kind of budget for the beginning of the year, yeah. but then it could take time before they Holidays, actually start. Holidays, yeah. 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 Um, so I initially I was looking at strictly front-end roles, but then I thought, okay, let me loosen it up and look at application support roles because I wasn't getting any bites. Um, so I, I was looking at technical. You're, you're skipping a very small snippet where you started doing, you built the iOS app on your own. Uh, yeah, so right. I, IT so you figured friend, it out though. Yeah, I, IT it. friend uh, was doing IT work for some nonprofit. They had like an after school program. Um, and he randomly messaged me and said, Hey, you were an engineer at your last company. Can you build an iOS app? They just need a simple act, app for kids to like check in. And I did not know anything. I did not think I could do it. Honestly, I don't even think I could build like a web version of it, <laughs> but I, I just kept thinking it's a very basic app. That's all they want. Let me at least meet with them. I think I met with them to give them an idea of what they should be looking for. But in that meeting, they were like, yeah, it's just, that's it. We want an email. We want to select your location and submit and that's it and make a post request. Um, Look at you go. Yeah. I didn't know back then it was a post request, <laughs> but I did know one call. That's all I needed to do. Yeah. Just make one call to Salesforce. Um, but I felt like that was the turning point for you to yeah. start looking at application support jobs. Yeah. In my opinion. Because I, I realized like this is so deep. There's so many levels to it that you can be in application support and looking at code. Yeah. Or it could be like super technical. So if anything, like it might be good to start doing that and then maybe try switching roles. Um, so yeah, I, I built the app over the summer and it was great. I, I think it was a huge ego boost and I hope they're not using it anymore because all the auth is like hard coded and it's probably I kept horrible. yelling at you like, dude, you can't do that. You can't do that. And you're like, ah, it's fine. I'm like, whatever. Uh, I don't even think you could probably build the project with the current Xcode. Yeah. No way. Um, so yeah, but yeah, where did you end up going then? So I ended up looking at uh, application support roles and I ended up at Compass. You referred me. I ended up meeting the the team had a very new manager who was also greek and i think that's why i got the job to be honest nice because i instantly saw like the hair and the chain and i was like he was your buddy i gotta play up the greek <laughs> <laughs> uh look you you do what you have to yeah take um, it to make it right yeah even fake being greek yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but part of my interview was the the technical portion was with the senior um, Pretty much the engineer? person that you were replacing, replacing yeah. again. Uh, who happened to be Polish. Because oh, yeah. I have a Polish wife. Um, 
But yeah, I remember that interview. I I went in and I was like, okay, I kind of, I think I felt okay. There was one portion where I was like, I have no idea what to do. But it was more of a, what would you try to do? Like, how would you troubleshoot this? So it was more like methodology than it, like, actual like technical yeah. knowledge. Um, than a yes or no or right answer, yeah. or right or wrong answer. So yeah, he he said, he gave me the thumbs up. I guess the manager liked me. I ended up joining. And when I met the rest of the team, I was like, the guy I'm replacing is like here on like a technical level and everyone else on the team, I hope no one's watching, is like here. So I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was pretty confident and pretty happy because it was like, all right, I'm, once this guy switches teams, I'm definitely like the most technical person here. So I felt pretty happy about that, like pretty confident about like troubleshooting things. Um, and then the months went on, I did the job, I did some trainings for the rest of the team, and I ended up building like a little Chrome extension. Um, but it was nice to work on like something small just for two other people on the team. But again, you worked at like a tech startup, so you were able to kind of grow out of the position you were in, right? And yeah. then you were able to kind of expand out because of your own general drive and curiosity to get kind of out of application support to the next position. How do you think I did that? I'm curious to, because like the application support role kind of had some opportunity to like interact with other teams because it's mainly like reporting bugs talking to pms but do you think there was anything else or so in my eyes you would come to me about all these problems and i would just tell you how to automate it and it's kind of what you did with that like the chrome extension yeah or i think you got the chrome extension idea from someone else who built a chrome extension but I was like, oh, why don't, that sounds like you can automate that. Like, why do you need to keep doing that every single day? And then you're like, oh. And yeah. then you found out someone else did a Chrome extension. Then you kind of put the idea, two ideas together yeah, to build the Chrome extension. But you learned from, in your own way, that's like your own side project. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I thought you were going to mention how I also ended up just grabbing a chair and sitting next to your team. <laughs> I think that too. <laughs> So once again, I just hung out with engineers and... Um, At a certain point, we just think, oh, he's part of the team. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, <laughs> how did I get my first ticket? I don't, I think... Was it through you or was it I Brian? talked to Brian because we and were Brian getting just... way too overwhelmed with being the first line of support for our team. Yeah. So at, at Compass, you were, you're kind of like, your team, it's its own startup. Yeah. And you kind so of the do what you want customers. with whatever problems you're given. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was like, Brian, we are way too overwhelmed with being like frontline. You can't even like progress as a manager because you're constantly answering questions. Mm -hmm. um, so we need someone. And then we try to like oh. get you pulled in somehow. As the support. Yeah. As a support person. person. So you were, you would get an exposure of, being support, but you were going to be support for like, hey, 
my AWS credentials are not working. Right. Or so like take the easy stuff off your plate. My server can't connect to the database. Why? Yeah. Which is like way more technical. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's still support and technically like. And I'd be working with all of you to like exactly. resolve the harder yeah, things. Yeah. Um, so why didn't that happen? <laughs> that was the plan. Uh, I remember. Yeah, that was the plan. Then I believe our my org that we yeah. were in was expanding. They hired a bunch of people, like 20 people at once mm -hmm. from Seattle to New York. Yes. Um, and they needed to fill out the teams. So then they're like, well, why don't we send them to this other team that has one person? And then it just took way too long for everything to, to process. And you didn't need it. Or, and we you did, but they were like, it. you have five people. Why do you need? So Brian thought, that's when Brian thought your manager and my manager. Another, yeah, sending you to another team would be best because you'll learn how not to be with someone you're comfortable with. Mm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that's how I ended up on performance engineering. <laughs> the darndest team that ever was. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, I guess that was like my version of eating lunch in the car because <laughs> that team was like it was all new people that i hadn't interacted with at all um you would sit outside our, our little den office eating looking into the office as we're laughing and eating and playing writing music. on the yeah, writing on the right whiteboard um but yeah it was it was really weird and uh, i think i didn't feel the pressure yet yeah but i I remember like at least I had a good relationship with the tech lead and I had like a lot of good learning experiences with him. Um, I think this kind of experience that you had was like a almost like a reality check for you. Yeah. That was like, like first you want to be an engineer here. Yeah. And yeah, because I, I transferred as a support engineer yeah but the idea was transfer as a support engineer do the job and after so many months take the interview and like officially yeah. become an engineer um but after so many months i took the interview and completely failed and it was a very big like hit to my confidence so I don't know if we ever talked about this. At yeah. that point, did you think like, I can't do this? This being software engineering. What do they call it? Performance improvement plan. Yeah. Um, and that was, but that was only like two weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was just two weeks of like absolute hell where I was like, I need to get my gold star today. Like I need, my manager has to see that I, because you yeah. have to like commit a certain amount every day and like i was so pressured those two weeks uh apparently i wasn't like sleeping all that great uh i was staying up i was working a lot um but then i was like oh uh ironically i don't know if i told you my wife said that she was so happy she she had to have her best poker face but she was so happy i was fired because she was like literally the next day you were a completely different person. You went back to being you. Because during that 
performance improvement plan, like you were a wreck. I mean, and I was like, I get it. And we always tried to like, Joe and I always yeah. tried to be like, no, nah, it's okay. Because I don't, honestly, probably not until I got to Compass that I not feel like, oh, I'm going to get fired. I'm not doing oh, enough. Yeah. I'm going to get fired. Yeah. Every job before that is what I felt. Yeah. So, um, because you would always come to us like, I think I'm going to get, lit. I'm going to get fired. Yeah. Every meeting with my manager. And I'm like, no, no, dude, that means you're doing fine. That means you're doing enough yeah. work. Like it's, it's kind of, it's good pressure. But yeah. It's motivating that's what I pressure. thought. Yeah. Um, but in reality, that was not good it was, pressure. It was, it was, <laughs> it was bad. It was pressure. <laughs> yeah. Every meeting I would like send you and be like, is the HR person in this meeting? Like, <laughs> should I be worried? Um, but yeah, I, I definitely felt like I'm not where I thought you I was. Yeah. And I wasn't like delivering as much. I remember like delivery. That's one thing that mm -hmm. was like seared into my brain um, because of like the gold stars that I had. Because I think Zillion was a much more laid back. Yeah. For sure. And also they knew like, oh, he's learning. Like our yeah. manager was super open and like willing, like, yeah, this person's an investment. Yeah. And for what but a lot of people don't know is like at the time, Compass was pretty much like Amazon. Oh, yeah. Almost like Very more than 50% of the engineers at that at that point were Amazon engineers. Yeah. Ex-Amazon. Every new hire had to be yeah. better than like... 25 yeah something 50 like percent so something crazy it was always constantly like proving yourself and yeah i also remember that. telling everyone the interview questions that they gave me and some some of you were like it sounds like bullshit yeah <laughs> like what and because I, I would the second interview uh i remember i just had trouble communicating with them and i kept asking like what do you mean? What's the next step? And they would just like repeat the same thing, same oh, thing yeah, over and yeah. over. And I was like, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was fired. I was super sad. Um, but I was fired. I think also like being in the industry, I kind of had a better, we all had a better sense of like the hiring phases. So yeah. I was fired November. So I knew I'm not going to get anything till january february yeah. february march you were you you had a few interviews but then it turned like the it kind you of would talk with like yeah. hr and you're like yeah they want someone senior yeah something yeah. like that so. um so i kind of knew okay don't do anything and again i i think i did the same thing like i went on leak code every day i would try doing like but whatever. i felt like this go around with leak code was completely different so you see, the first time I got fired, it was like Rocky 2 <laughs> or Rocky 3. Second time after Compass, it was like Ivan Drago. I'm in Russia. I know what to do to get better. I just need to put in the time. Yeah. So it's kind of like I can be more self-guided. It's just. In the words of uh, Apollo Creed's trainer, you're going to go through hell, kid. But I know at the end, you're going to be standing on top. Um, oh, and boy, did you stand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think after all of that, um, come January, I no, I, I don't even think I was looking in January. February, I started looking and I ended up getting I, I took whatever job I, I could because I ran out of money. Um, 
So I ended up working at a ad tech company. Was it application support? <sighs> I forgot I can't the title. Even remember, it was like half application support, half uh, integration engineer. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, it's pretty much like, Hey, you have a website, let's help you monetize this and put ads in. And it's all about like speed and how much money can we milk out of which honestly, that's like, that's real performance engineering. Like, yeah. Like it, it was very, <laughs> to be very impressive. Yeah. But I remember there was like a clear line between us and the actual engineers building the core platform yeah. that handles like all the real time bidding. And I remember I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not definitely not into that. Like I, there's a clear line. I don't see me getting into that. So I just kept applying. And I think I ended up working there for like a month, a month and a half. And then boom, I'm so glad I wore this today. Um, but I, had the interview at capsule and um check us out or like amazon for uh medicine um but yeah once i got the job at capsule like first it was for a front-end engineer role i remember i was so scared during the interview but i passed it and i remember coming out of that interview like when i told you about it i was like yeah it was it was kind of easy like I was so happy that I did so well. So to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure you do better at the pair programming than I would. I am not because? good at pair programming at all at those algorithm questions. I just fuzzy fucking... because you get nervous or you get mad because <laughs> I feel like it's one of those. <laughs> you either want to call the person an idiot. <laughs> I like I'm still like I just don't understand the point of it. But it might be because at this point I have gone like they say a lot of senior engineers don't like doing it. Yeah. Because it's like it's not a good I have done so of, many things yeah. more complicated than what you're asking me to do, which is yeah, bullshit. Because I'm not doing this day to day. It's better to have a conversation. Yeah. At your level than um, yeah. I've heard that. But yeah, I, I mean, I've always never done well. Mm. One because of nerves, and then two, I just I I lose patience. Yeah, trying to answer. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. (laughs) At a certain point, I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I just like try to get through the entire interview. Like, I'll do better on the next one. Um, Which I'm like, I don't know how I got hired at Compass sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That reminds me, uh, before Capsule, I did the Google interview. Yeah, that's why I wanted to mention it. Like, I didn't get it, clearly. Otherwise... And we were in a different t-shirt, but I think out of five, you need to get three. And I got two, two and a half, two and a half. Of, yeah. Like um, but I remember coming out of it and I was, I you felt were like 50, 50. I like, felt I like I got, I was like, yeah, almost like right there. Yeah. Um, and the recruiter even told you you were right there. Yeah. You Cause were like, they even said so like close. almost like they weren't sure. immediately when the verdict came in, they were like, yeah, but we're going to call you back in six months so you can apply again. Yeah. Um, but I think what you said were two of them were boot camp graduates, right? One, one was boot camp, um, one was something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you don't have to get a degree. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to point out. Um, 
But that was definitely like a confidence boost because yeah. at that point I felt like I am really getting good at interviewing. Yeah, I was like, dude, you're you're better than I am, and 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 then, I, the only thing I'm better than, but I would say it's just because I like doing it. It's like architecture. Yeah, I was gonna say design. like that's it. And yeah. your design system question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, since then I've been at Capsule. Uh, so I was the like second front end engineer on my team. The senior has become a tech lead of a different team. Uh, same kind of thing happened where I had like <laughs> my review with my manager, and I would I would message you and Joe and say like, "This is it. I'm getting fired. I know. Like, why is the meeting so long? Can't she just tell me in 15 minutes?" Um, ended up getting promoted. I'm the front end guy now. And I think also I have a very, very good manager right now. Shout out, Diana. Um, so it sounds like you had like, so far we've talked about a lot of ups and then a lot of downs. Yeah. And then another up and then a down and then yeah. now you're back on top. I, we're on and up. We're on and up. So, um, but I think you're well more prepared than previous yeah. times doing yeah i mean for one you officially have the the title engineering title not just like oh i'm support yeah but i'm doing engineering work like i the previous i, I think a huge thing company. also uh in this role it's it's not me figuring things out or if it is it's just me like for every other job even at Compass, I was asking someone, hey, how do you do this? Hey, I'm running into this problem. I don't know how to resolve this error. Here it's you're, But there, from what I understand now, you're asking the questions at Capsule yeah. that are very specific to Capsule. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't understand something because it's a piece of software owned by some other team at oh, Capsule. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you're asking uh, fundamental questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm still... 100%, I'm still asking questions about like backend services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A million percent. And I'm still learning the whole flow of like placing an order, how the order gets packed, what status we have, what happens, what gets triggered for every status. Um, and our tech lead is uh, doing a great job of like now disseminating knowledge to all of us. Um, which is important. Which is very important. Um, you don't want to hold all the information. It's not job security. That's true. Um, but I, I think my manager has helped me tremendously. Like with your confidence? Yeah, like yeah. you've said, like it's almost like I have PTSD now sometimes of like, I gotta deliver, I gotta finish stick it. Yeah. So like I guess I'm not sleeping all night. Like, nope. Um and but because sometimes there's nothing you can do. It's you are dependent on another yeah. team when you're at that. Like kind of a medium-sized company, so. Yeah, or it's just like, you know, you start the sprint thinking, I think this is what happens for me. I start the sprint with so much work, but then two days in, three I get three like support-related things. Yeah. So it's like, I have to drop what I'm doing and fix this. Everything else gets pushed back. Yeah. Or like the roadmap changes and like people want me to do this and it's like, okay, fine. I need to go do this. Um, but yeah, my, my manager has helped me a lot, uh, with like taking it easy. Uh, don't worry about delivering so much. 
And I feel like now uh, I've gotten to the point where like, I I've asked like, hey, how do I have this talk with this engineer about the work he's producing? Like, how do I bring up, let's talk about what could have gone better because like, you know, it's, it's almost like I, I feel like I'm looking into different areas where I can grow, like yeah. soft skills. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super happy. I feel like I'm not going to be doing very well at capsule. And, um, cause to me, so like to kind of go back to other episodes we've had, yeah. um, it still sounds like you have that or you're kind of getting over it of that imposter syndrome. Right. I still have it. Um, I still have it. It's like the voice in, in the back of your mind. It's always there, but it's just super quiet. Yeah. Maybe you have a bad day and it like hits really hard, but for the most part, it's been quiet yeah. recently. Which is good. Yeah. Which is good. So um, that means you're kind of getting over that hump and yeah. definitely well prepared to do well. I, I think a, a huge part is just being self-sufficient. Yeah. Like that goes a long way because it's like my work is literally based off how much time I put in and that's it. Like, yeah. Not I don't someone need else. Because yeah. I know it, it, other jobs that you've had it was always like leaning on someone yeah to get back to you and then you're just waiting a whole day to get an answer yep, yep. and when you get the answer like oh crap i gotta work 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 and so even now i've been told don't work around because like what what i've done is just the service doesn't work the service doesn't return whatever just mock the response and keep working yeah uh and sometimes I, it I've works been, out sometimes it doesn't though i've been told as good as that is, stop doing that because we we should pause work to like factor that in. But um, it's nice to be told, don't like try going so fast, like slow yeah. down because it's very like because in startups you're you're very much like can you unblock yourself? Yeah, that's always yeah. the mentality, and and that's why I I think some of the things that have been seared into my mind is like always deliver you're never blocked you're never truly blocked yeah and um that's it and keep delivering so with that do you have any piece of advice for people who are in your position who <sighs> maybe went from somewhere like working at apple becoming a genius doing it or doing like application support trying to get into software engineering I am 32 years old and I got my first front end engineer role at 31. So even though I, I feel like in, in tech, that means I'm like super old. How do you think I feel when I haven't even made my own startup yet and I'm 30? <laughs> um, so it's never too late. Um, you don't need to graduate college. You don't need to finish a boot camp. But having said that, that doesn't mean it won't help. Because yeah. I, I, looking back, I definitely would have finished college. I would have forced myself. Um, so it's never too late. And we, we actually talked about you doing a boot camp 
I think there was like a moment where I was like, all right, yeah. if I don't get during, a job during by interviews, X, yeah. Y, Z, because we thought, oh, maybe it. just having that paper on your it resume you. yeah. is like a, a check. I think that, that was before Compass, though, because Compass pretty much got like just having their name on your resume, similar to Apple. It was like, yeah, it was like, all right, thank you. Go. Um, and yeah, that's it. Just it's never too late. And don't worry about just keep practicing. That's it. But do, so do you see now, do you think the lead code helped you doing with all interviews? Those, yes. Well, with just day to day of understanding everything, being able to talk to other engineers, <sighs> being able to break down problems, not just no, you don't think so? Like, when it comes to writing code, yes, because it's like, you know, you might write something and it's like a mini leak code problem. So it's like, oh, I know how to bang out this loop and do it as efficiently as possible. Um, but it definitely doesn't help in terms of like breaking down a problem, breaking down a project. Um, might just be the way you think, though. It could be. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely also say as much as I say leak code on the podcast, do other things. Uh, Non-sponsored by leak code yeah. yet, so. <laughs> uh, do, do projects, like work on a full end-to-end -end project, build a front end, build a back end. Um, don't just do, like algorithm questions are good for interviews, but not real world, kind of, but not 100%, so. Um, I think algorithm questions are, like you said, to me, when you started doing all those lead code questions, I was like, all right, I'll take lead code a little more seriously to help you out. Yeah. And I started doing them and I was like, okay, it made me rethink the way I would, I would approach a problem. Yeah. So I think that's what it did for me. Also, um, I did not know data structures. That's true. And that was a huge thing. Yeah. Because I didn't know when you're supposed to use what and like, what are the advantages? So. I, I think leak code also taught me data structures. Yeah, that was a huge, like a, huge thing. But again, that's like a, a foundation that I think you would get at a boot camp yes, or yes. going to school. Um, and different because you're trying to learn the job while doing the job. Yeah. So a little different. Um, yeah. But I, I guess nowadays, like, I, I feel like by the time we have kids, it's like if they're going to have a Mac, you have Xcode, you can build an iPhone app. like. Play around with it. Make, make a BS app that does Is there so many things in like, the browser that you can compile Go, Python now, yeah. JavaScript, obviously. Um, so you can even do everything in the browser itself. You don't even need a Mac yeah. or PC. I, I think it's more, Mac. the job is more about how much do you like learning? Yeah. And sure. can you continue learning forever? Like that's the job, but in, in a good way. It's not like, let me open this book and study. It's like figuring out it's problem solving. Yeah. And, and then, like you said, it, the, the culture of tech is good for people who want to learn. Yes. 100%. It's very rewarding. Startups. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think startups in general, like get into a startup because they just want people like good employees who can deliver. So you can get in, in one position and probably switch to, almost anything else like application support to engineer. Well, that was great. Fake it till you make it. Thanks, George.
Well, thank you everyone for listening. Again, this is the Story Points Podcast, and this is our series of How I Became.